TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Christoph, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives. My name is Dr. Brett Hill and I'm here today in not so sunny New Zealand uh, with Pete Evans. We've been on the Paleo Way Tour. It's been amazing. It's been an awesome day today. So I thought we'd just take half an hour while I've got the opportunity to talk to the man, Pete Evans. Welcome to the show, Pete. Thanks, Brett. How are you? I'm great, mate. What an awesome day it's been. I've had the absolute privilege of joining you in Sydney and now in New Zealand. This tour has just been fantastic. You're obviously right at the end of it now. Um, so tell us a little bit about it. How's it been going? It's been awesome. We've, we, we managed to do, tomorrow's our last show and we're doing that in Wellington in New Zealand and that's the 26th show in two months. And so it's been a pretty full on schedule, nearly one, one event every two days and some of them we've had a few days off so I could go back and have time with my children when, when I have them. Um, but the rest of the time, some of them like this week, we've done five shows in seven days. So it's, it's pretty full on. It's a big schedule, but, um, we look after ourselves so we can handle it. Yeah, I might ask you a bit about that later on because that's obviously going to be an important part of this. So, but you've had some amazing crowds. I mean, you've been all around regional Australia and even in some of the smaller towns, like I've seen some of the crowds you've pulled and it's just been phenomenal. Um, why do you think it is that some of those smaller centres have had so many people getting on board? Well, it's, it's funny. I mean, we've had close to 12,000 people would have come to this tour by the end of it. Uh, and we've got these great regional towns and unfortunately we couldn't get to it as many as I would have liked to, otherwise we'd be on the road for the whole year. But what we're finding in places like um, uh, Mackay the other day, we've got people driving four hours to come come to these talks. And because people, people know this works or they're seeing uh, physical and emotional and uh, spiritual transformations even in... Um, in their friends and family, and they want some of it too. So they're willing to come out to see what 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 it's about. And and really, this is what we've we've tried to do with this tour was to make it practical. So last year we did a, a similar tour, but we only did seven cities in seven days, and we did it with Nora Gagaudis. And we and we Nora's uh, ability to talk about the science behind of this. Um, is profound, but this year I wanted to bring the practical side of it into into people's lives, as in how do you actually cook this, and how can you cook this so it's sustainable for the whole family, um, so you don't have to revert to the old standard Australian diet or New Zealand diet or Western diet, and I think we've managed to do that. For instance, today we did 22 recipes in our six-hour or five-and-a-half-hour slot, um, but we also talked about meal plans for a month, so we talked about breakfast and lunches and dinners or what I call just food. Um, so hopefully everyone that leaves one of these events has the tools now, not only about the understanding of why, but the how and how to put it into play. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and having sat through it today, I, I can guarantee you that's exactly what they've been getting, which is super exciting. So as you've gone around the country, uh, who have been the people attending? Like, are they already paleo? Are they new to paleo? Do they know nothing about it? Like, what's the general audience been like? It's usually 50% of people that uh, have adopted paleo. Um, I'm not sure whether they're doing it 100% or whether they're doing 80, 20. Um, but there's definitely half of the audience that have, have never... Um, 
you never put this into practice well consciously probably i mean they probably had roasts and or steaks and veggies or fish and veggies on the barbecue and they're eating paleo without even knowing it um so that's what today is about and these these events are about is to say well that was actually paleo what you're eating it's just if you can eat this more often and take out the inflammatory foods from your diet then you should be sweet um but so it's always been a mixed bag we have the, the most fascinating thing that I've noticed is nearly in every um, session that we've done, 50% of the crowd has been a mixture of teachers and nurses. And to me, that, that just shows the type of people this is attracting and why these people are in, the, in these professions. I mean, I, I, it blows me away. or It doesn't after a while because it's, it's something that I look forward to and it's predictable because we're attracting the healers and we're attracting the, the teachers of the next generation. So these people are doing these jobs because they want to teach and they want to learn and they want to heal and they want to look after and they want to nurture, um, whether it's the sick or the young. And it's, it's, it's beautiful that these people are coming to this because these guys will shape um, the coming generations and will get the sick people back onto hopefully a healthier diet when they've been through the hospital system. Yeah, and that's super exciting because that's sort of the ripple effect it's going to have. So how many people have you had go through this program? Uh, we've had 12,000 people attend the, the events all up, um, and each and every one of them are going to get a 10-week program uh, as part of coming to this uh, this event for free or as part of the program. So then they'll get to know all the science and all the expert interviews that we've done around the world plus get the meal plans, the shopping list, the fitness programs, and and join a, a, a fantastic community or what I call a tribe of people that have a common goal, and that is individual health and family health and also community health. Yeah, and, and that's really exciting. I mean, like I said, the ripple effect of this, I think, is going to be absolutely huge. So, um, you know, it, there's already people, I guess, who've done this, you know, come along to this show probably, what, a month or so ago from when it started. So what sort of stories and feedback are you hearing already about what's been going on? Well, it, I mean, I do the book signings and um, before and during and after each event. So we, we make ourselves available an hour before, during the lunch hour, and then an hour afterwards. So it's a big day. <laughs> we're, we're, sometimes we're here for nine, ten hours uh, without stopping. And each and every time that we do this, we're getting people come up to us and say, I just got to let you know, um, paleo has, has saved our lives. Or they go, you know, it's because of you putting this into mainstream, it got me to thinking about this in a different thing. So I've adopted it and it's changed our whole family's life. And I always say, well, it wasn't us. It was actually you that implemented it. Uh, knowing something isn't going to change your life, but acting on it will. Um, but the stories are just profound. I mean, even today there was a lady that had MS uh, she said she's been paleo for a year now and, and, you know, hardly any symptoms. We've had, um, Crohn's disease. Lady today, four years she's been doing paleo. Uh, no dramas anymore with her, with, with her digestive issues. Um, we've had type 2 diabetes reverse. I mean, we get the, the, the normal thing is, I used to be 20 kilos heavier or 40 kilograms heavier or 70 kilograms heavier or I've just lost 10 kilos in the last 10 weeks since uh, doing your program. You know, and th that's exciting because, you know, with, with getting rid of that excess, excess weight, obviously they're going to be in better health, mental and physical. Um, but it's, you know, the, 
autoimmune issues, the type 2 diabetes, the, the behavioural issues. I mean, the amount of parents that have come and said, you know what, our, my children are on the autism spectrum, we've, been, we've adopted this for the last six months or a year or two years, and um, with the, the, the results um, are profound. You know, and I've never said that this will cure anything, and I never will say that this will cure anything. But what I will say is, a lot of people are improving not only their lives but the lives of their family. And and that's so exciting. And and I will say, I just want to absolutely commend you for the job you're doing because probably the most common question I get nowadays, since I started doing some stuff with you, is what's Pete Evans like? <laughs> I could ask that like ten times a day. I could answer that. I could answer that for you. I'm freaking busy. <laughs> <laughs> but you are so busy, but you are just, and you know, I don't want to sort of blow smoke up your bum here, but you are just the most genuine bloke, and I see you come to these events, you do stop, and anyone who asks you a question, you answer it with energy and with passion, whether it's the first thing in the morning, whether it's the last thing in the day, uh, it's awesome to see that you are just, you really are walking the walk and talking the talk, you've got that energy, you've got that vibrancy, you've got that genuineness and that passion, um, so, you know, first of all, I just want to commend you for that because it's awesome to see and I love it. Um, but, you know, I guess, where does that come from? What, what really motivates you and inspires you? You know, where do you see this going? Oh, that's a deep one. Oh, that's a really deep one and that's probably not for this uh, for this podcast anyway <laughs> um, because that, that's going to open up a whole ca- a different um a topic that we can talk about for for the future, um, but I will I'll, I'll touch on this for a minute because I mean last year we did the science behind paleo. This year we're doing the practical side as far as food and fitness goes and how to implement this in people's lives. Next year the tour that I'm doing will be a, a, a I won't say a departure from this, but we're going to step into a different um, area which a lot of people probably wouldn't associate uh, possibly myself with or uh, the, this way of, of living, which is talking about um, love and fear. It's talking about um, how do we remove the, the negative patterns that a lot of us adopt throughout our, throughout our lives and how do we, how do we plant the seeds of, 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 and how do we manifest uh, what we want in our lives. So you're going back to asking me, how do I do this and why do I do it? Um, I do it because I love it. And I do it because I feel like it's, it's my life's purpose. If that, without being too corny, um, I, it feels right in my gut. And that's probably the best way that I can def- uh, describe why I'm, why I'm doing it, even in the face of, uh, you know, public scrutiny, uh, is because it feels right. Uh, I've learnt over the over the many years, and I touched on it today when I said that you know I visited a chiropractor 25 years ago when I couldn't move properly, and and they opened up a, a whole new world of possibilities for me, and they opened up the world of possibilities that yes, we have our, our physical body, but we also have our emotional uh, makeup, and and ha- and and we also have our spiritual um, uh, body as well. And how do these things, how can we get these into balance and finely tuned so that um, we're living our life's purpose? And that's something that I'm excited about. And I've learned over the years to really follow my intuition. And for instance, the tour that I want to do next year, I know that it's the right thing to be doing. I know that this tour was the right thing to be doing. I had no idea when I created it, uh, well, one day I just said, you know what, it's time to do it, the, the cooking tour, and I want to do it in 26 cities, and I want to, I want to have special guests in all, all different locations. Um, and I went to my, the, 
to a company, I said, this is what I want to do. They said, well, that, that's very ambitious. Are you sure you want to do it? I said, yeah. I said, because it feels right. And it has felt right. So, and this is where I want to, uh, next year take this and teach people to follow their intuition and, and tap into their life's purpose. Because you noticed I would have said it on stage today. First is individual health. And food is one of the tools that we can use to wake up. Now, what happens with these people once they start to feel better and they've got, they're energized? They might get a couple of extra hours of work that they can do in the day. Now, some people will use that for, um, for whatever it might be. It might be creative pursuits in the arts. It might be for uh, more physical activity and doing the sports that they love to do. Some people, it might be uh, finishing or starting a passion project that they've always wanted to do. It could be starting a new career, you know, giving a couple extra hours a night to, to go online and and do a university degree or whatever it may be. I don't really, it doesn't worry me what it is, but I know food is the first thing that can wake people up uh, and give them the energy to achieve the things that they've always wanted to achieve in life. And it could be uh, volunteering at the local nursing home or it could be planning a school garden. It could be anything. And I think that's what's exciting about this movement. It's not, Yes, uh, the selfish side of it for a lot of people is let's fix this body and let's let's make it work better because I don't want to be in pain anymore. But for me, what's exciting is what's next for these people's journeys. Because if we're all, I guess, you know, without getting too deep, if we're all vibrating at a, at a higher frequency and we're working for with, with good intention, you know, this is where massive grassroots movements can t- can can take um, uh, our communities into uh, places of, of uh, helping each other and, and creating a, a beautiful world. Because at the moment, you know, we, we, we live in a fear-driven society. It's, it's massively fear-driven from the, from the papers to the, to the magazines to the, to the, um, news on the, and, and the image of, you know, what, what, what healthy looks like. And, you know, it doesn't need to look like that. You know, the ripped muscles or the really uh, hot-looking, uh, men and women out there. That's, that's, for me, true beauty and true, um, is how people treat each other and how how they're interacting with other and are they are they living their goals yeah and i think look i think our wellness guys fans are going to really relate to that you know we always on the show we always talk about you know a combination of the chemical the physical the emotional and, and make sure that we're we're getting guests on and doing topics that address all three of those areas and i think it is just so important so you know you've kind of obviously talked a lot about paleo here and for some of our listeners they, they still may not even really know you know what paleo is and, and a lot of the time i think you know you pick up a paper and you read about paleo and you get one idea of what paleo might be but often that's not really what you know perhaps you or i would refer to as paleo so perhaps you can tell us what you mean when you say paleo and and i guess in terms of the paleo diet um and also in terms of the paleo lifestyle you know the bigger picture there as well sure um really simply to sum up what paleo is or my definition of it after been doing it for so long and and talking to the experts i think it's about removing any foods that can cause inflammation to our bodies and celebrating the ones that don't 
I think that's in a nutshell. Now, what does that look like on a plate? Uh, what is a paleo uh, specific, specific diet? Uh, the best way I can sum it up is if you look at your hand, you look at the palm of your hand, and that's the amount of uh, animal protein you probably need to eat per day or per meal. Uh, some people only eat one or two meals a day, so at, at about the same thickness of, as your palm too. So that can be in the form of uh, seafood uh, or land-based animals. Of course, the highest quality ones that have had a natural diet, so that they're the healthiest animals that we can find. And then it's at about, about at an abundance of uh, fruits and vegetables. Uh, the non-starchy variety, the better. Um, you know, the, the fibrous ones that, that don't contain so much sugars, uh, an abundance of them and eat them either raw or cooked and add some fermented veg into your, into your diet per day and add some bone broth in there as well per day because we know the healing qualities of by putting the bone broth in, it's going to heal our guts. The fermented vegetables or fermented beverage, if you like, is going to go in there and give give the guts the good bacteria and the good bugs that we love and help to get rid of some of the, the, the ones that we need to get rid of. Um, and we need to incorporate good quality fats into our into our life. And the fats can come in the form of avocados, olives, nuts, seeds, and eggs, if you can tolerate them. Uh, and, of course, the fat from land or sea animals. They've been well-sourced. I mean, it's really simple. Paleo for me is not about the cakes or the breads or the, or the, uh, the, the protein balls or whatever, the bliss balls and the raw cheesecakes. That to me is not paleo. That's a treat, okay? And I hardly eat any, anything like that. Um, but I eat good quality uh, land and sea animals in a small amount of it and I eat good quality fat and I eat lots of vegetables and fruits. And it's a great point because I think, you know, if you look on, say, social media and you look at paleo, you know, you search a hashtag paleo and, and usually what's on there is all those kind of fringe things, you know, all the exciting different things like someone's made, like you said, a cheesecake or, and I think people look at that and they think, oh, that must be what paleo is. But, but I think probably most of the people eating paleo, you know, most of the time just eat really simple stuff, but it gets a bit boring posting a picture on Instagram every single day of your meat and three veg, you know? Well, if you notice what I do on Facebook and Instagram, it's I might do three dessert recipes per year and the rest is what I was talking about before, real food, uh, meats and vegetables and nuts and seeds and fats. Um, and it's the same in the vegan um, uh, movement as well. Uh, their philosophy, I notice on social media, you know, it's all vegan cakes or smoothies or whatever and you never really see the the... The, the food that sustains us. And I think that's where paleo is uh, misrepresented a little bit. But in saying that, I mean, you, you're much better off having a, a, a raw cheesecake, for instance, made of uh, macadamia nuts than you are eating a, a normal cake that's made with uh, raw flour, I mean, white flour or, or um, dairy and refined sugars. And, you know, I think one of the biggest things you've done for this whole paleo movement is just really once and for all blowing the notion that paleo food, you know, you're going to be missing out. You're going to be depriving yourself. It's not going to be tasty because I sell your cookbook in my practice and every single one of them who buys this cookbook goes, oh, my God, those recipes are delicious. You never feel like you're missing out. So, um, you know, can you just, I just explain that to people? Yeah. Well, my job, I've been a chef for 25 years. I've personally cooked a million meals with my two hands while I was running my restaurants. And before the media thing, I used to work in my restaurants 80 to 100 hour weeks and I've run many, many kitchens. And I know what I'm talking about and I am qualified to talk about food and I am qualified to release cookbooks with uh, nutrient-dense foods in there. Um, And my 
I, I see my role at the moment is taking um, some of the world's leading experts that have studied what we should be eating, and, and my simple job is to put them into a format uh, as as recipes and whether that's in in magazines or whether it's in um, videos or whether it's in cookbooks that actually taste shit hot <laughs> so when you go to cook them for your family or yourself uh, or your husband or your wife and and you, you shouldn't even need to tell them that it's paleo you should just be able to take one of our recipes um, cook it sit down to the table eat it and go, and for, for the people that are eating it to go, that was delicious. And you shouldn't even need to say it's paleo or it's healthy or anything like that. It should just be absolutely delicious, beautiful food. And that's my goal and, and that's, um, my job and, and that's one of my, uh, things that I think I'm good at, uh, is, is getting that out there. And no disrespect, but I've read a lot of books on the sop- topic of paleo and a lot of the food that's in there, you know, isn't great. Um, so that's where this sort of thing comes in. And this is why I guess, uh, we're having, um, a, a great, um, uh, success out there into the marketplace is because we're delivering food that people love to cook. You know, you can know everything in the world about paleo, but if you don't cook it and eat it, then you, you're not living, you're not living your truth, basically. Everybody needs to get into the kitchen and cook healthy food or, or this type of food. And I believe within 10 to 15 years, there will not, not need to be a label called paleo because this will just be, this will be considered normal. Okay. And, and that's where I'd like to take or help to take this along with, um, my contemporaries is that it shouldn't have to have a label once people understand the principles behind it, that it's just real food. And and it doesn't have to be that hard, you know. Like it doesn't have to be gourmet chef, complicated recipes, cooking. You know, so much of it is just doing the simple things well, isn't it? Yeah, for sure, it is really simple. But um, it's interesting because I mean, some of the simplest recipes is like cooking a piece of fish on the barbecue and serving it with some salad and maybe a little bit of uh, sauerkraut on the side. I mean, that's paleo. Yeah. It is. Put some avocado in with your salad, and and Bob's your uncle. But I also know that. People don't want to eat the same thing each and every day. So that piece of fish on the barbecue that you might have put with some salt and pepper, next week you might do a, a Jamaican jerk rub on that piece of fish and serve it maybe with some green papaya uh, that's been fermented. The following week you might go, you know what, I, I love my fish each week and I love it on the barbecue. I really like doing that because I can have it on the table in 15 minutes. This week I might take that piece of fish and I might rub it in a uh, Moroccan spice or a Middle Eastern spice of fennel seeds, cumin seeds and maybe um, some black peppercorns and, and sea salt. And I'll rub that on there and then serve that with a fennel salad, maybe with some pomegranate and and some mint and whatever it may be and some roasted cauliflower. And I might even serve that with a tahini dressing. Um, so what... What I want people to do is to love cooking and for them to be really uh, adventurous in their cooking as well. And I don't mean spending hours in the kitchen. I just mean using medicinal herbs and spices in ways that enhance the flavor of the original ingredients so that every mealtime is an adventure. 
And look, I don't know what a Jamaican jerk rub is, but uh, but it does kind of sound like you've been hanging around Luke Hines too much. Because, but uh, but I think you're absolutely right. And do you know what? One of the things that I've been inspired to do since listening to you in Sydney is just to get into the herbs a bit more and to try a few different herbs and a few different flavors. And I think that's just really exciting because I am I'm a pretty simple guy. I'm a pretty simple cook. I am pretty much a meat and three veg and just happy to do that most of the time. And uh, but I do experiment with a few different things. So I think that's been great. And I tell you what, you know, you talk about making tasty food i have to say the these fried rice you made in sydney you know i was sort of backstage we weren't really supposed to be eating the food i know but i did take a little bit of that and that was one of if not the best thing i've ever tasted that was fantastic so can you give a bit of a sneak peek into what is in your amazing fried rice you cooked <laughs> no <laughs> of course i can i mean it, no really it i recipes are on Facebook for free all the time but um, people like to have a hard copy of course or download it um, but fried rice is simple, you fry off your aromatics and they can be in the form of garlic, ginger, onion uh, you might put, want to put in some protein in there remember small amount of meat, palm size amount and that could be in the form of bacon, it could be, or free range bacon, it could be in the form of uh, crab meat if you're living up the north of Australia and you, you've got mud crabs to play with or south Australia you've got blue swimmer or swimmer crabs um, or you could put in there some chicken or maybe even some um, pork belly. Basically, whatever uh, protein source you want. So fry that into there as well. And then add in some vegetables. And it could be in the form of mushrooms. Uh, it could be in the form of some asparagus or some uh, okra. And then add your blended or chopped up very fine cauliflower. And the beautiful thing about it is cauliflower takes 30 seconds to cook. You know, pop that in, then then season it with whatever uh, flavors you like. If you wanted to do a, a Thai or Vietnamese version, you could use fish sauce to flavor it. If you wanted to do a, Ch a Chinese or Korean or Japanese version of fried rice, you could add some tamari, which is a wheat-free uh, organic soy. Uh, if you're avoiding soy altogether, then you could use coconut aminos. But if you wanted to take this to Spain, for instance, all you do is take out the, the soys or the fish sauces, and at the start you'd add some smoked paprika in with your um, garlic and your bacon, or you might put some chorizo sausage in there or some pork mince, for instance, and add some capsicum and tomato. And then when you add the, the cauliflower, you could add some chicken stock into that and maybe even some mussels and or some um, pippies. Or some prawns, and you could make a beautiful paella, you know, or paella, as the Spanish would say. We'll finish it with lots of beautiful fresh herbs, and that can be on the table in 10 minutes. Yeah, nice. I tell you what, I don't get hungry anywhere near as much now that I've gone paleo, but I am definitely salivating having listened to you right now. So, hey, it'd be remiss, I tell you what, that, you know, I said before, the most common question I get asked is, what's Pete Evans like? And then the second most common question I get asked is, how's Pete dealing with all the media stuff? You know, there's been a lot of stuff in the media recently. There's been a bit of, oh, I don't even want to say controversy, because it's been kind of like contrived controversy, I feel. Um, but, you know, how have you found that? And I think, you know, what, what lessons, I guess, have you learned that might be useful? useful for other people because I feel like there's a lot of people out there who are listening into this who are on their own wellness journey and and whilst they're not getting you know front page of the paper like yourself they still have you know Joe at the office who has a bit of a crack at them for not you know partaking in whatever it may be you know what, how have you dealt with it and what's your advice for others in terms of how to do it um, yeah there's definitely um, interest out there and and we're definitely creating debate uh, a healthy debate about food, which I think is important for, for everybody. Uh, whether you want to have that debate with your office worker that's giving you a hard time or not, that's completely up to you. And, and my advice is never to preach this to anyone that really doesn't want to hear it in the first place. Um, I would always lead by example. And if someone comes up to you and says, you know what, 
What have you changed in the last three months or six months? Because you're looking fantastic. You, your eyes are looking brighter. You, you just you, you you got a, a spring in your step. Then I would say, why don't you read um, some books and give them a list of books that they might start with? You know, it might be yours, Brett. You know, How to Eat an Elephant, or it could be Nora Gagaudis's book, or they you could say, you know, I did this ten week program with Pete, or it could be an I Quit Sugar program, or whatever it is. Um, get, just say if you're interested, why don't you do that? Um, and if they're not interested or they want to debate you, then you know that they're, they're not really ready to take that next step. Um, as far as the media goes, I know it's part of the journey. I really do. I, I mean, I, I made a decision a few years ago to come out publicly and say this. I mean, the easier route for me to be would be to say nothing and just, um, just say, you know, I'm just eating better. That's it. And no one would have said a thing. But because I use the P word, paleo, uh, and, I mean, how, how bizarre is it that this this has created such a controversy? Um, people don't like change, and as I said before, we live in a fear-based uh, society. So what we're promoting here is a little bit different, and it's not too much different, different really when you think about it, but it's a little bit different from what the standard Australian or New Zealand or Western diet is. So it's very easy for someone to sensationalise this. Uh, from a media perspective, because media is looking for sensationalist headlines for people to read the stories. In fact, never really pay, that plays a part of it, um, because I, in the three and a half years that I've been following this for, I've never seen a factual article about paleo reproduced in this country in any of the newspapers or any of the TV programs that have, that have talked about it. It's always very poorly researched uh, and it's usually poorly researched from certain uh, uh, government or dietary organisations that have a conflict of interest because of their multinational food corporation backing. Um, so you've got to first and foremost, whenever you read something that's in the media, you have to ask... Why is this happening and who, who who's not going to benefit if this becomes popular? Um, as far as how do I deal with it, I, it doesn't really worry me because I know that this is part of the journey. I, I guess you could say I've manifested this in a way. Um, and this is what I'm going to talk about next year on the tour and about taking away limiting self-beliefs because my goal was to get this, make this globally known uh, and start with Australia and put it out there and start the debate. And I knew that the ridicule would happen, but I'm prepared for that. I'm, I'm very well grounded and I'm very, very well protected. And I'm very comfortable in my own skin. And I don't fear anybody. I don't fear, fear the big bad media because it's, it, it, they have no effect on me. I don't fear any government organization or any multinational food corporation because it does, I've, there's nothing there to fear, you know. The only thing people fear is the truth sometimes, you know. And, and all I'm putting out there, and I'm not even doing anything, I'm just sharing stories on Facebook, success story after success story. And I'm releasing a few cookbooks that have gone to number one. Each and every one of my cookbooks in the last year, the three of them, have gone to the number one bestseller for fiction and non-fiction on the, on, the, on the charts. So not just in the food and lifestyle section, but in the number one selling book. Um, now that's telling me something, and it should be telling, uh, ringing alarm bells. And this is why I believe there's such backlash out there, is because people are adopting this way of life, and they're adopting it in large numbers. And this isn't this isn't going to bode well for a lot of um, a lot of organisations and industries that rely on the general public buying their product. And I'm not here to to 
destroy any any institutions or industries or, or people's jobs or welfare. All I'm doing is sharing recipes and sharing success stories. So what you could say is I'm sharing the, uh, some people's truths. And uh, what will happen will happen. You know, I, I have no delusions that every Australian is going to adopt a paleo lifestyle because of a best-selling book or because thousands and tens of thousands of people are showing anecdotal evidence that they're improving their lives. I have no, you know, I, but maybe 5% of the country might be interested in, and take control of their health, um, working with uh professional health uh, working with health professionals as well because we always say if you are going to change parts of your life if it's diet you need to work with a health professional because you might be on medication and four weeks eating this way you might need to take as much medication or you might need to up it i don't know this is why we always say you need to work with a health professional to monitor yourself but um all i know is that it's an exciting time and i believe that we're ready for it. I believe people are hungry for it. And I also believe that we're going to adapt quite quickly. Uh, I think industry is going to adapt quite quickly to this movement. Because at the end of the day, I don't think there's any conspiracies. I think it all comes back to dollars. And when the dollars start to shift away from certain sectors, I mean, you have to understand most uh, most of it's owned by a few a few certain corporations anyway. So they'll just be investing more in that side of things to make sure that they're supplying with that. At the end of the day, what I would love is for the farmers to be getting paid exactly what they should be getting paid for the work that they're doing. Um, so and and for them to to not to, to struggle so much. So if we can if we can sort of cut out the middleman a little bit. Um, to a degree where the farmers are getting a higher price and maybe some of the, the middle, uh, middle guys are, are getting a little bit less, um, so it's a more fair system, then I think we're going to see uh, a better country and a better future for, for all Australians and New Zealanders. And I think that's happening now. Well, as always, Pete, with you, we've, we're already out of time, and, and I know that if I let you, you just keep going forever. Um, so we'll cut this one short, and I'm sure we'll have you back on again at some stage in the future, hopefully before your next tour, because I'd love to hear more about that before that happens. But for now, there's going to be a lot of people interested in your 10-week program and how they can get on board with that. So what's the best spot for them to go to get information about your 10-week program? Yeah, it's a brilliant little program we designed. It's uh, www.thepaleoa.com. I mean, I, I promote it every day on Facebook because people are uh, having amazing results, not only weight loss, but may, you know, helping with their health conditions. But it's it's a wonderful program that I've worked with um, some some dear friends. Uh, Luke Hines is our, our personal trainer. We've got Helen Patteron from Nourish Ed, who's our naturopath. Um, we've got Nora Gigaudis from Primal Body, Primal Mind, who who who's um, a brilliant mind. We've also got Dr. Libby joining us soon to, to talk about uh, the bio. Uh, the, she's a biochemist, so talking about how the body works. And we've also got Trevor Hendy that talks about, um, you know, releasing fear and understanding the voices in our heads that, that, that uh, may want to sabotage our journey and, and talking about love and fear. And, and I think with the combination, and, and of course I've got, I've got my recipes, I do the easy job, um, 
with this group of people, and we've got special guests that come on as well from time to time, I think with this group of people and the support that's given to the, these tribe uh, members, I mean, we've already had five, over 5,000 people sign up for it. Um, and they're already, lots of them are into their ninth week and, you know, the success stories are already floating, flying through. And this isn't just for 10 weeks. When people do it for 10 weeks, they'll never go back to their old life. They just won't because they're feeling so good. Um, so if you're interested about it, give it a try. It's, it's a hundred bucks. It's 10 bucks a week. I've tried to keep it as cheap as possible, uh, and, and accessible as possible for everybody. So, um, give it a go. And, um, I'd love to share your success story after you've, uh, <laughs> after you've discovered it. And so if people are thinking about doing this and they want to see some of these success stories, where's your Facebook? Uh, I think it's Chef Pete Evans or Pete Evans Chef. I never really know, but uh, that's why I asked you. I couldn't remember which it was either. I'm sure if you type Chef Pete Evans in, uh, my Facebook page will pop up and um, jump on board. Cool. So thanks again for coming on, Pete. We love having you on the show. Um, until next week, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on Instagram. Um, check us out on iTunes. Give us a five-star rating if you like this episode. And uh, until next week, uh, help us to... Make the world a healthier place. Join us next week on The Wellness Guys Show. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.